So Travis, Stephen and I were doing some classic podcast shit where we talked for an hour before we recorded just on the phone and then took like a, you know, 40 minute break and then are talking again. But he teased something and I need to know more as I, I, I went into my kitchen and I went to make food and I forgot to defrost something. So I just quickly threw together some miso soup and some, some rice. And while I was doing all of that, all that continued echoing in my head was Stephen saying that a gay friend of his has... It was a a straight person Tinder, uh, a, a a crew. T- what was this, Stephen? Basically, so okay. So my friend, who I will not name, has a gay friend, uh, who I also won't name. And this gay friend of his decided that he was going to go on straight Tinder as a woman, and just say was- in his bio. And just say in his bio, I'm a man. I'm not. I like. I'm not pretending to be a woman. I'm just trying to find some dude friends. Um, okay. And he told, and he told my friend that the reason why is he quote wanted to see how straight they really are. Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so so he ended up going on a couple like bro dates with these guys and and uh he said spoilers not that straight but what this turned into um some of them anyway not all of them uh but what this turned into some was of them were just dudes who wanted to hang yeah but what this turned into was a lot of dudes who wanted to hang so now they have him and this friend of his hang out with about six to eight straight dudes playing <laughs> board games or going to the pool that he, all all, he met, met all of them. He met all of them on Tinder. Uh, and they're just like chilling. And like, it's, so I got a message that was like pool party with the straight Tinder guys this weekend. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And I was like, how was it? He was like, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, you know, dudes really just be looking for community at the end of the Dude, day. Steven, Steven, what do you mean to say is dudes rock? Dudes rock. Dudes, 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 rock. dudes <laughs> will, dudes will meet people from Tinder just to chill, play board games, go to a <laughs> yeah. pool. I love that he was open on it and it wasn't like, I am catfishing as an experiment. Instead he was like, I am set to a woman, but I am a man. I just want some friends. Yeah. We're also yeah. isolated in this modern age. We've removed all communal spaces. But it's weird because because like because like I bet those guys would be like, I'd never go on Bumble Friends. Like that's that's not for me. Or it used to be Tinder Social like, was also a thing that was Oh or Tinder somewhere. Social, but they're like, this man who is set to a woman. And just says that he's looking for friends. That's okay. <laughs> because it's Steven. sort of an accident. Steven. Would you swipe right on a guy who is like, I'm just looking for dudes to chill with? If I, I was know, in a yeah. city that was kind of unfamiliar, maybe, or if I like didn't have established friends, probably. But if it was just like, uh, like probably not here. This is good that we're doing this episode without Matt because Matt would be like, "You sickos, you freaks." Yeah, you're right. What? That's a hor- right. That's a horror movie setup to to him, I'm sure. But I mean, honestly, or you could just have some nice, some nice hangs, some nice chill hangs. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that story went in a different direction than I was expecting because when you said you wanted to see just how straight they really are, and then you said spoilers, not that straight. I thought that really sounded like a thing. That would be a plot on a Showtime comedy drama. 
such as the one we're here today to discuss. Uh, I'm going to start it's by saying it's Shut the Fuck Up Friday, which means uh, anybody who hears this, shut the fuck up. Don't be a fucking cop about this. But I might have watched these episodes during the workday uh, and had a disjointed viewing experience because of that. Uh, but again, it's Shut the Fuck Up Friday, so unless you're a cop, you won't say anything about that. I may or may not have yeah. done a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, this it, is, but again, who could say? This is a this is a, a pod this is a podcast and a show that we watched about don't don't rat people out for these things that we're doing, uh, including selling weed or watching TV uh, during work so, hours. So uh, this is, as you know, the podcast that covers the first and last episodes of television shows, filling in pop culture blanks and telling you whether or not you need to watch them. Most of the time we tell you, yeah, you don't need to watch this one. But who knows? Maybe this week when we talk about weeds, it'll be different. Now, don't draw any conclusions from the podcast business that I'm about to drink, bring up. Don't, don't assume that my opinion on weeds is reflected in this. But guys, I'm going to use extrajudicial powers that I've created for myself. And the next time someone suggests a Showtime show, I'm going to start screaming until they pick a different TV <laughs> show. <laughs> I think I'm we can all with this network. I think we can all agree on that for a, yeah. a long while. I mean, eventually yeah. we'll do like Homeland because that will at least yeah, feel very sure. different than doing Californication and Weeds has. Californication or Weeds. How shameless would be if whatever. Is, it, is was. there a third? I thought there was Two, a third. In my um, defense, it was Dexter. What have we done? Dexter. Yeah, yeah, we did Dexter. Yeah, we've done three Showtime shows, and it is it is all the same. There, we, everything we have to say is the same. I mean, Dexter's in my defense, <laughs> I mean Benson, giving his defense of Stephen Downton. In my defense, I'm very stupid, and I did <laughs> think this was an HBO show. <laughs> I legitimately was like, "Weeds, that's an HBO show. We'll watch it on HBO." Silently uh, judging his inability. Or silently judging Stephen's inability to remember which television shows were broadcast on which network. It's Travis Marmon. Uh, hey, yeah, because this is arguably the Showtime show, one of their one of their most famous ones. God, I don't even know. Dexter's more famous That's, than the show. Yeah, as far this as the co- as far as the more comedic right? ones. This one fits the platonic ideal of what I actually think a Showtime show is, where you're like, yeah, I really like that show. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. And what it means is. Yeah, I find the lead really hot. Which was really the whole marketing. <laughs> yeah, and you know this, what? This also falls into the showtime of, like, we touch on subjects that you can't do on cable or whatever, like... So, so much you can't do that on cable in yeah. the show. Every time Kevin uh, Ewing speaks. God. But, um, they were, they, so I did think the show had one strength, uh, and I'm glad that they figured it out pretty quickly, which is they're like, which we is, have nothing... But how hot Mary Louise Parker is. She's so hot. She's so hot. Yeah. I'm truly gonna, uh, one of America's great MILFs. Um. It is It is Friday night recording. It is, uh, what First is it, time. Stephen? It's nearly 2 in the morning, your time? It is 1.48 a.m. Yeah, it is nearly 2 in the morning, Stephen's time. It is, as you know, after dark. We are here to talk about a Showtime show. I apologize in advance for how horny on Maine this one's going to get. Yeah, I mean, we're giving big Showtime energy right now. That's fine. Well, you know, it's like during, right. how how many times do we say the word tits during the Californication episode? It's you can't blame it. Deser- us. It deserved been, it. It's been we're going to say tits a and, lot less this episode. Again, it's what the, we are. It's what Showtime wanted because the marketing for this show, as I recall, it was, was confirmed looking at this, is just like, hey, you know that uh, 
you know, that supporting character from the West Wing. Uh, what if we hey, put her hey, in? Hey, you know, American sweetheart, Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Parker. What if we put her in Listen, lingerie in various backgrounds? Because that was every poster for every season of Weeds. And the, yeah, and it's like, but there's pot prints, uh, there's pot leaves all over the the bikini. Does she's she wearing. get naked in the show? Do they show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because my so as I alluded to at the end of our Power Rangers episode last week, my <laughs> mom watched this entire series, even though she hated it, starting around season five. And one of her criticisms, she was just like, "It's just all about her being naked now." Like every episode oh. is just like Mary Louise Parker fucks. It sounds way better. I than, would okay. say it sounds way better than what we watched. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would say <laughs> that this show can be described in the way that a pre- prominent musical edition of this show, Rilo Kylie, was described, which oh. was the later Rilo Kylie albums are just like, yeah, Jenny, we get it, you're hot now, uh, but your music Guys. is gone. The your music has gone down in quality, uh, but she rebounds cor- uh, wonderfully. So, you know, maybe the Weeds follow-up series will follow a similar arc. Speaking of that, can we talk about the list of artists that have done the Weeds theme song? Before we do that, let's talk about why we picked Weeds this week, Stephen. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because we do have some loose structure. Uh, so, Stephen, you were not on last week, so you really didn't get uh, any of that. You, you you missed Power Rangers. Now, you know, Matt, I, of course, I, is out on assignment, uh, so he is missing... Uh, the weeds talk, which is a shame because as I said in the group, yeah, DM, he's finding he's finding me a dealer. Um, <laughs> he's got. Listen, I said it. It shut the fuck up Friday, Stephen. I said he's oh, out sorry. on assignment. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but um, this show has big Matt picked energy, so it's fun that you picked it, Stephen. Yeah. So um, I, I said not to be on Power Rangers. I did watch it, um, and and. Uh, I did have some thoughts that I wanted to share, but they're all gone. So, oh, well. Uh, and, uh, like, out of my brain is what I mean. As for why I picked Weeds, we, th- it was one of those shows that was so... I, I think I think the, the general... And this is probably not a good algorithm for my picks. But you know, the, 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 the best way to describe my picks so far are shows that were so on the periphery of, of things I was this close to watching but never did. Like every you, show you I have picked. You pick a picked, lot of bridesmaids. Yeah. Every show I've picked so far is a show I heavily considered watching for a period of time and never did. Like <laughs> The Wire or other shows that I picked. Which and I so, far, so far it has been unilaterally... I'm glad I didn't watch this show. <laughs> yeah, what 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 were all my picks so far? I can't remember anything. Father Ted. Yeah, your best your best pick by far, show wise. Uh, you've done Father Ted. You've done The Wire. Uh, you did Babylon Five. The point is, um, uh, yeah, this was on Showtime. I was a horny kid, uh, same as most most people who were. What in two thousand five? Most people who've been teenagers were right. I was thirteen. I was thirteen. There are some non horny kids out there. That's why I said most. And those people, bless them, or they're fucking freaks. Those are the only two divides. You know which one you were. This show debuted when I was thirteen, and there was a hot older lady with a pot leaf, and I said I'd watch that, but uh, never did. And you were thirteen, and and you were like forty-two. That's too old. And now you're nearly thirty, and you're just like, listen. Yeah, right now you're like, let me. I could maybe expand my Tinder age range. I, I, it wasn't worth. I probably tuned in a couple times to attempt to see a naked lady, and it didn't work out for me. Um, you know, 
in my basement at my house. So I yeah. won't, any, I won't any exe- kid who grew up with premium cable understands. I won't execute this podcast idea, but I've always thought that a podcast that is entirely built around the, you know, hey, we're here to talk about a movie, today's guest. This was a movie that you used to watch illicitly as, like, you know, secretly as a child because you knew there was nudity in it. Let's talk about this. God, you know what yeah. would be funny that Let's Please Never Do? Uh, oh, God. Is, no. like, do an, episode, do an episode on one of, like, the Cinemax series. Uh, no, oh no, funny. absolutely the not. The Skidamax, absolutely ones. not. That, Life on top. Funny with that. Life on top was one of them. That's the only one I. Can <laughs> Life name. on top. Passion Cove yeah. was one that I recall. <laughs> Life on so top I was. I... Life on top was about like, it was like a sex pun, obviously, but it was like mm. very rich business people. Yeah, so I uh, I I didn't have uh, premium cable packages growing up. Uh, you know, we would go to Steven's house and we would scroll through and read the porn titles. We wouldn't watch the porn titles, but we just read them because you know just they were names Carolina like Carolina Jones, Jones and the Temple of Poon. Oh, I was only familiar with Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. I didn't know about that other one. <laughs> I I guess they probably did all of them. <laughs> all all forty nine other states. Where, what's, what's the worst state <laughs> that you could imagine? I all the Indiana Jones <laughs> Like, movies. Indiana Jones, bad start, start already there, Indiana Jones. Which one do you think is worse? New Hampshire. Carolina is a real first name. Alabama is not. <laughs> New Hampshire Jones. Yeah, I'm just trying to think yeah, of really clunky the, ones. That was North the same da- world. North Dakota Jones. Uh, yeah, Dakota North Dakota. Is good, but like, Dakota's I, fine. North Dakota Jones is where I was at as well, yes. New York Jones? That's just what you yeah. call somebody when they move to the big city. Oh, look at Mr. New York Jones over here. Oh, if, I met a, oh. if, I, if I met a girl and her first name was Washington, I would certainly like to raise an <laughs> eyebrow at that. But what if you met a girl and her first name was New Mexico? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I would just think I was on uh, Flavor of Love. Like. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're just like, so your first name's New and your middle name's Mexico? And they're like, no, it's New Mexico. One word or still I would just assume that she went to like the army and they just called her by where she was from or something, you know, something like that. She's yeah, like uh, in Mexico, St. Brown. Yeah, it, exactly. Like in Zombieland. Also like 2005, Mary Louise Parker at this point. Well, actually, we should say what Weeds is first, I guess. Yeah. Because Weeds is an American dark comedy series that was created by uh, Genji Cohen. Uh, that aired on Showtime from August 8th, 2005 to September 16th, <laughs> the forgot- 2012. The forgotten Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, very it stars- Yeah, I, I'm guessing it's Cohen. I've always said Cohan just because of how Cohan? it's spelled is so different from Genji Cohan. Cohen. Yeah, I just... Uh, J-E- it's J-E-N-J-I space K-O-H-A-N. This is how you would spell Genji Cohen uh, in, a, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's about Nancy Botwin, a widowed mother of two boys, uh, who begins selling marijuana to support her family. Uh, we are going to pop off with some trivia real quick off the top of your head. If you do not know this, uh, chime in with a guess. And if you do know it, well, then just answer it. Who played the widowed husband? Because he appears in some flashbacks. Kyle MacLachlan. I, oh, God, I wish. Richard Kind. I also <laughs> wish this is not an Ian's boy, but this is a man who's made his name playing dead husbands. Ooh. Playing dead husbands. And it's not who's Richard Jenkins then, though. Dead it is not <laughs> J- Richard Jenkins. Younger, hotter. 
plays Did. dead guys a lot. My, Milo so, Ventimiglia is too No, too Milo Ventimiglia is like <laughs> 23 at I know, this point. yeah, it wouldn't be him. No. Uh, this person would is later it? date a Mary Louise Parker for a while after this. Oh, oh I was just reading who her, um, her relationship history, and she's now with Fred Armisen. It's, it's not him. Ah, uh, uh, fuck, I just... Oh, it was um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan! That's correct! A man who played the dead husband in Grey's Anatomy! Who played the dead father in Supernatural! Um, a man who's always around to die! And he was the comedian. Except, in the, walking dead. Except in the Walking Dead, they kept him around Except, forever, I think. Yeah. He's old. He's always Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, and he's been on The Walking Dead purgatory for years. But he's been making bank on that, though. Dude, I think. yeah, That's I mean, he's thing. fucking, he's fucking, and he's in like he's Mortal. Good. They they put Negan in like Mortal Kombat ten or something they did. like that. They did. Um, yeah, I'm well aware of this because I always think about getting into a fighting game, and Mortal Kombat is one of the two I would pick. It's either Mortal Kombat or Guilty Gear. Travis, you should get into Guilty Gear. That's the one that's it's all. It's the heavy metal all, one. I know. Yeah. yeah, it's the heavy metal one. So, uh, Jenji Cohen would later go on to create Orange Is the New Black. She has received nine Emmy nominations. Now. I'm going to paint a picture for you as to why there was great momentum around weeds. Because it is 2005, and I referred to Mary Louise Parker as America's sweetheart. Now, America did love Mary Louise Parker on West Wing and in earlier acting roles in, like, Fried Green Tomatoes. And also, she gives a great performance in Angels in America, the Mike Nichols uh, miniseries adaptation of one of the premier plays in the American canon. But in her personal life, do you know what happened to her in 2003? No, I do not. She was huh? left. Billy Crudup uh, broke up with her. Oh. Left her for Claire is Danes. Is he the lead in Big Fish? She he loved guys that were in Watchmen. I wonder if that was weird for Billy Crudup and Jeffrey Dean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Billy Crudup is in the... No, yeah. He's the, no, he is, yeah, he is he's, in the he's movie, not in the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Was that weird he's, for him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan? That's... <laughs> Strange. I didn't make that connection, uh, which is weird. I should have been the one to make that connection. No, but she is broken up with by Bradley Cooper. Up leaves her. She is seven months pregnant, and he leaves her. No, Billy Crudup. No, America hates Billy Crudup. <laughs> they can't get him away. It's why they partially hate Big Fish. It's a, <laughs> a, a running theme throughout this podcast is America's cool reaction to Big Fish. Oh, no, just get this away from me. They hate him, and they're all just like. Mary, Mary Louise, are you okay? Did what did he? What can we do for you? And then she got a Showtime show, and they're all like, "We as a nation need to support this strong single mother." And look at her; she's playing a single mother in this show. This is important. It's two thousand and five, and it's so two thousand and five. This character, as I was trying to, you know, get like names of actors and things like this, so I'll, I'll see, you know, it'll it'll mention certain things. She she would throughout the series get married a number of times, mostly because you know it's a dark comedy. One of her husband's names. I, I'm, I'm double-checking this, actually, now, because I want to make sure I'm not butchering this. Is it, like, Willie Crapdown? No, 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 no. Just to put in perspective of how 2005 it is and where, where the world is in the news. It is not that. It is not dunking on this guy. No, I, uh, she marries someone, played by Martin Donovan, who is named Peter Scottson. Hmm. Is Scott Peterson a person? Yes. Scott Peterson. Famous murderer. <laughs> Famous guy who killed his wife in 2002, 2003. Peter they named the character Peter Scottson. 
Peter, there is Peter no Scott's way they didn't doesn't know sound, who's no because because Peter Scott's is not a fucking real name like no, Scott. Dude, that's a dumb name. Okay, <laughs> I learned when I was looking at the credits, although I did not spot him, but Daryl Sabara of Spy Kids fame. How did you clock him? Tim Scottson. Because I would never recognize Daryl Sabara out in the wild. He's the assistant. Sure. That's who. It, the moment he appeared, I typed in all caps in my notes. Daryl Sabara. I haven't. I, I haven't people. seen his face and registered it. Who is he? Who is he in Weeds? Uh, he was the assistant in the finale. The assistant. And he plays Tim you know, Scottson. So the assistant to who? To her. To her. Yeah, the one who's like oh, you have this. Oh yeah, 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 The one with the the one with the, the to, keyboard on the yeah. To really hammer home how different people we are in life. Do you know who Daryl Sabara is married to? I do. To okay. What are you trying to say? It's Megan <laughs> yeah, Trainer. It's Megan Trainer. Ah! He's the dear future husband of dear future husband. My least favorite song ever. Oh heard. man, we've gone down. We have gone down a fucking rabbit hole. Nine of just like celebrity fucking relationships. As you know, after dark. I don't know any of these people or what they're. As about. you know, Stephen, you know Megan Trainer. As you know, you don't remember all I about do. that base. Yeah. I, of course I do. So so here's so here's. I don't regret picking this and here's why I think that this show was such a great encapsulation of what it was like to be alive and in the time periods where this show aired like it just really felt like those times like like it's like wow this feels like 2005 and then you watch the finale and you're like wow this feels like 2012 like (laughs) Kevin Nealon is so extremely your dad's friend. It doesn't matter who you are. Your dad has a friend who is Kevin Nealon. That's been Kevin Nealon's yeah. whole appeal his whole life is he looks like your dad's friend and sounds like your dad's friend <laughs> and acts like dad's Is he the guru? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I don't... Where? What is your deal, Kevin Nealon? <laughs> yeah, like, what is his comedy style? Like, SNL, you know, he, he hosts a weekend update, but, like, did he have any you know what his comedy? You know what his comedy styling is? I was on SNL, and I became friends with Adam Sandler. Right, he's... And thus yeah. I've been able to hang around. Yeah. Yeah, I remember learning... I, for some reason, vividly remember learning about this show because back when, you like... were a I, horny teen. No, because back when, like, CNBC would re-air Conan from the night before at four in the <laughs> afternoon, I would watch it, and Kevin Nealon <laughs> was doing promo for this. This is the most... What I think, yeah, this is extremely, it's 2005. <laughs> you just got home from school. I <laughs> watched Conan. <laughs> a re-airing of Conan is airing on CNBC. You grab some orange slices from the kitchen. That's, yeah, that's parents, what I did. You and your parents argue for an hour about what restaurant you're going to go to. You settle on Chili's. You come home in time. We, my to family watch. never settled on chilies. Okay, we did chilies like Wait. two or three times in my life. Where would you? Okay. Where I would you settle on, Travis? What was your? What was oh, your hold on. I think this was the era where my dad was always like, "Let's go to Steak and Shake." Uh, okay, uh, always the right choice. That sounds about right for my. That's about two thousand and like eight. But yeah, um, I thought you would first. We're gonna say, Travis, that you guys would never settle for chilies. You were always excited to go to chilies. <laughs> it was a treat. No, we just, that just wasn't really in our rotation. How often do you go to Chili's too? <laughs> when was the last time you were at an airport? Yeah. Um, I think the last time I had Chili's airport too. Chili's was in Atlanta like 11 years ago. High on the list of things that I will giggle about if someone mentions <laughs> it. Like, just like, it doesn't even matter. Just like, it's silly to me and Again, I will giggle. the greatest bar name of all time is Stumbling to, Stumbly's 2. Stumbly's 2, still, still stumbling. stumbling. Which is very good. 
Ah, uh, so, weeds. Let's go back to a time where weed was much more illegal. How long did it take you guys to realize that there was a flash forward that had happened in the finale? Because they all uh, they did was change the everybody was Everybody was so old. I was like, <laughs> there had to have been. There had I never, to have I been. didn't realize there was a flash forward in the finale. When did that happen? Everybody I mean, was so okay, old. The, again, whole, the whole finale. The again, whole finale. It's, it's quite possible that I was working while I had this on. So <laughs> I, can't, I cannot say that notice? I did or didn't. Everyone did was not? so old. Did you not notice that the phones were just pieces of glass that they would oh, project on the thing. I was like, that's weird that our assistant has this like crazy phone, but I didn't think that Everyone it was like a flash forward. No, they flash forward 10 years. The finale set in 2022, the entire episode. Yeah, you know what it's like in 2022. That explains the ages of her Mary, kids a lot more. Mary I was Louise like, Parker is still extremely like, hot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. So it's like, so she's 60 now. Or whatever, because Mary she Louise, will be fifty-seven. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Extremely but, hot. Have yeah, you seen J Lo? Looks, yeah, dude. I mean, I see J Lo photos every day. You <laughs> yeah, know, right I now have. We all you do. know, I have. I have like <laughs> Google alerts for her and Ben. Uh, I guess that explained. I was just like, it's weird. I guess she had like secret kids or something. I don't know why her kids are so old, or like no, how that kid, a- how her little child from the first episode is a cop now, but. You know, I didn't get that. That was what was happening at she all. She has, um, she has a child with um, uh, the guy from. Um, boy, he is an acclaimed actor, and I can't think of his name. Help me here, Travis. He was on the bridge, and he also was Damien Bashir. Thank you. Wow, I didn't even get to my second Damien Bashir credit. Is that is that who the the Mexican father is supposed yes. to be? Okay. Yes, it is. It is Damien Bashir. Uh, or what I was going to say, and he's also. Uh, he plays a guy whose name is like William Patterson in Godzilla uh, versus. So is this oh, yeah. you, like, Godzilla. I remember being confused by that. Did yes. you did you learn where the flash forward is? Like, is it the episode before? Yeah, this is a this is a. I mean, we we haven't gotten to the finale, but yes, this is a as you know classic, an episode where we where before <laughs> it's just like here's the end. We pick up for the finale ten years later. Like, did it say ten years later? No, no it, it you just have it to didn't. like draw that from like. Okay. Maybe if you were watching the, the show, episode. it would be very clear. <laughs> if you were watching yeah. the show, also in order. it's very and funny it, that it's almost twenty twenty two and our phones are not like that. But that's weed always, is not that's quite always. legal, but mostly kind of legal. Yeah, I was like marijuana cafe. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? It is it weird. It is weird watching the show. Yeah, in like a state where I can go down the street and buy pot. Uh, and you should have done that for the podcast. Yeah, that would that would have been fair. Actually, I should have to- I should have toked up for this podcast. I actually could. Um, should I do that? How do you guys feel about that? Only you can tell. Only well, you could know. What I I'll think do? Adds a- what I'll, no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk by my roommate's room. If it's open and he's awake, I will borrow some of his weed. And if it isn't, uh, I will avoid. I will avoid the weed. Uh, yeah, I I just figure you know like. Uh, my notes, so, you know, um, with this show, we're mostly tame. I didn't find much that I really immediately needed to take notes on. So instead, I just took notes like, um, throw me into a car, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, trip me on the soccer field, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, put me in an arm bar, <laughs> uh, Mary Louise Parker. You know, just your standard notes. Give me a magazine filled with weed and then uh, aggressively try and hint that I should leave. 
I would be honored if Mary Louise Parker told me to wear, fuck off. Wear the flea bag jumpsuit at your at my son's bar mitzvah reception, Mary Louise Parker. That was a I keep I keep choice. raising and lowering my eyebrows for those of you listening at home. <laughs> I have had a quarter of a cup of tea and three sips of an old fashioned. This is uncut. That's why this is such a horny podcast. Yeah, I've had three sips of one old fashioned. After dark. I mean, I assume we're gonna start once Steven gets back here. We are gonna start. Yeah, we just you know yeah. we had we had a bunch of. I mean, listen, you know we could we could talk now. You could you could put your feelings on Cade Cunningham. We should start talking about the actual episode of Weed. So let's dial back to 2005. Weed is not legal in any state at this point, I think. Uh, where's the show set? Is this, like, is, this like, is this like Inland Empire? Uh, it's somewhere in California. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's Inland Empire, but yeah. Or somewhere. Like LA burbs. Uh, I was in a bad position. A stupid idiot. And it moves around a lot. Obviously, they show in the theme song. I forget. They go to Dearborn, Michigan at some point. Uh, but yeah, we arrive. We're in suburban California. We start at a PTA meeting. And Nancy Botwin is talking about removing the uh, sugary sodas from the vending machines. All and the sodas from the vending machines. Yeah, all the sodas. Too much consternation. Uh, because... Like even the diet sodas, because the girl, because the girls, some of them are trying to watch their figures, some of them are dieting, which she's, like she's diet sodas don't really help. Don't you, you know it either? But well, yeah, that's sort of her. That's sort of her point. Um, okay, so we we kind of get in media res here. I thought that this pilot would be like yeah, the her, husband drops dead, yeah, husband How'd dying, and then like it? someone at the very end being like, "You should do weed." But this she's to me is doing far this. more interesting. Yeah, I fully agree. I did not need to see. Judah, uh, as played by Jeffrey Teen Morgan, dropped dead. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get the whole, like, like current, I'd say the current version of this show, if it was airing on Netflix, you know, is my always, my barometer. Where this episode starts would be, like, episode six of the yeah. series. Yeah. Because we'd have to really draw out the whole, like, like, husband dies episode, end of episode one, and you'd be like, I thought this show was about, like, a hot mom who sells drugs. And I thought Goku was supposed to be there. Yeah, Showtime would give you what you want. Netflix wouldn't do that. Because Showtime, I mean, back then you had to wait a week, you know? So it's like, you can't just sit and binge through until you get to the good parts. You had to, you know, keep hooked in. So she argues with this obnoxious mom. She argues with Monster. With Celia, the worst character on the show. Celia, Celia, who I really just wanted to be off the screen at all times. This is like one of the... One of the most hateable characters that we've seen uh, on any show that we've watched, I feel, instantly. Easily. Absolutely repulsive. I mean, uh, spoilers for my general opinions on this show. Most of the characters on this show, the vibes are fucked. They're I hate weird. the vibes. They're weird. I mean, it's a, it's a bad weird show, vibes. but it's not nearly as fucked as Californication is. Uh, no. Or as, like, no. vile. But it's not... But it's, it's just as fucked in many ways. Yeah. I mean, the most fucked show we've watched is Degrassi, as far as vibes, but... Intolerable. <laughs> Absolutely off the planet, in the stratosphere, awful vibes. So so she goes back to her, her dealer, the, the, the dealer kingpin, as it were, uh, who's who's distributing baggies to all of her... I don't, I don't know what the word... I think there's probably words for all this, and I'm going to show my ass not knowing them. Like the dealer's dealer, probably a word for that, right? The supplier. Supplier. 
Is that right? Anyway. Yeah, I watched Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So the supplier, she gets in a a small argument about about one one of the bags looking small. Everybody gives her crap for it. There's race relation commentary. Yeah. uh, This is where the show commits a grave mistake. By introducing characters where I'm like, well, I care about what happens in their lives. These people right. seem fun. Those people do when seem they, fun. When they go back to suburbia, I'm like, I don't care what happens to these people. Yeah, and they're like, and, where are you going, Dr. Filling, until four? And then she's like, my son's in his grief counselor. And they're like, ah, shit. Yeah. That kid's fucked up. He was out running with his dad, and then his dad dropped dead. Do you guys know what a jizz is? you know. Uh, one of the uh, one of the Did, you know, was men- it Jit? Uh, it, I'm I'm not sure. I assume they are all a family of some sort. Uh, one of them, like the rest of us, clearly has the hots for Mary Louise Parker. Yep. You know, walks her to the car. You know, later sees her at the end of the episode. Do Do you guys know what a Jit is? He says so, he says like some little poem where he's like. I assumed it was like a racial slur. Urban Dictionary said it's originally prison person. slang. Meaning someone younger than you. However, it's most often referred to young thugs slash wannabe thugs. Uh, I, oh, I thought, you thought say- that might have been a G and not a T, and that he was like, and was like, that's a racial slur. But Travis, I thought you when you said young thugs, I thought you said young thug. It's, it's like referring young to young thug. Yeah, you know, like yeah, young thug. Young he thug was- calls himself like you know when he was Jeffrey after a yeah. while that he was. I talked about public questions at Oh man, it's been so. He was long probably since six years old when this premiered, or something. I'm gonna get you, young thugs. Age when Weeds <laughs> premiered. Young spoilers. Oh, young thug, like the rest of us, was uh, he was 14 years old. He was born ah, in 91. So he's basically young a, thug basically is older than age. me. Yeah, dude, young that's, thug's a year older than us. That's weird. I would not have expected that. Old um, thug. I mean, I guess thug, it makes sense when thug. you think about young thug has been like around for I a decade, so that makes sense. You know, Border Six came out ages ago. Anyway, so she yeah gets drugs from these people, and then she herself in turn supplies to a dealer played by the one and only Goku himself, Justin Chatwin. Uh, I dare you. How? Dare you say the one and <laughs> the only. only Goku? You can recognize I him as Goku, but that is slanderous to me. <laughs> that is offensive to my what religion. Is, this, is there that a live just... action Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, Dragon Ball yeah, Evolution. Dude. This Dragon kid, Ball this Evolution kid is, is the Goku. movie where he plays Goku and Emmy Rossum is Bulma. <laughs> and the, then, on, the, then on Shameless, the, they were a couple. The dealer, for, the the dealer that's in the dealer that's in his that's in her the back of her van. Yeah, yeah, the gay dealer. Yeah, Justin who was Chatwin, also on, who was also on Shameless, is also Goku. the son in War of the Worlds, and he's Goku. Oh, I remember him being the son. And in he War will of the be Worlds. known and respected as such. Who was Piccolo in that? I don't remember. Justin Chatwin is here. He's speaking in one of the strangest yeah, cadences Jesse I've Clemens. ever heard. Actually, uh, Justin Chatwin, I genuinely enjoyed his performance because it felt believable to me from people I've known who were high all of the time. Maybe, yeah, that might be it. As he did a good job of like he's playing a stoner kid because no one talks like this uh, when sober. We did jump over something that was really important that we did want to talk about earlier, but we got right into the plot description, and I think um, this is more important. Than is it about the, the Atkins little diet? Little boxes, little boxes. Oh right, yeah, little that's boxes right. Boxes made of ticky tack. So, okay, so is this a song that existed before Weeds? So, 
so much it's, before. Uh, this it's, is, a, yeah, it's, a, it's from 1962. I don't who wrote it, but Pete Seeger Malvina, made it big. Malvina Reynolds, who is also the performer on this, wrote yes. it. Pete Seeger made it big. And then it, we have what, a gazillion well, well, covers. Hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, before we get into that. Yeah, I believe it was like for a long time the shortest uh, song to ever make the like top 40 or something like that. And so yeah, um, it, it is genuinely, I like the Pete Seeger one, kind of a classic. It is a song that has been introduced to me, not because I watched Weeds, but because I read Stereo Gum during an era where Weeds existed. And thus they would post these covers a bunch because Travis. You want to break off a piece uh, and tell us about yeah, each sure. of covers? Yeah, sure. So for the opening music, so all of season one, it uses this Melvina Reynolds version. And then seasons two and three is performed by various artists. Then they messed with it for four through seven, where it says uh, they, they replaced the titles of music with a short clip that was different for each episode. And they would kind of reference the song sometimes. And then in season eight, they brought it back. But here's, I'm not going to list all of them because there's a lot, but... Yeah. Some of the artists... Oh, they did do the Pete Seeger one in season three. Some of the artists who did this include Elvis Costello, Death Cab for Cutie, Engelbert Humperdinck, <laughs> Regina Spector, Ozo Motley, Jenny Lewis and Jonathan Rice, oh, Randy Newman, Lewis. Donovan, Billy Bob mm. Thornton, The Shins, mm. The Decemberists, Linkin Park. Are you saving our favorite for the end? Uh... It depends there's which genuinely it is. A, it's, in, it's in season eight. And there's an artist that we oh, love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Uh, ben Folds, The Mountain Goats, uh, Dirk Spentley, oh my, and my personal favorite on here, Bomb the Music Industry. <laughs> wow. A version of this. And I, I will eight. say, so I've, I have, within the last year, not because we were doing Weeds, within the last year, I have listened to both The Mountain Goats and The Bomb the Music Industry covers of this because there are things where I'm like, right, those exist. And guess what? They rule. And they also sound exactly how you think they should sound for those yeah. two artists specifically. Yeah. Uh, the bomb one is great because it is, you know, it's the classic bomb style of, you know, Jeff Rosenstock being like doing the opening, you know, genuinely where he's like little boxes on the hilltop. And then like some noise starts to appear in the background. Yeah. As they're being, and like, like two keyboards playing. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like an explosion and a bunch of people just start screaming, little boxes. And you're like, yeah, this sounds amazing. This is an interesting song to come out in the sixties. Cause like it's, it's clearly very like our society is bullshit uh, as a song, but like very like heavy handedly our society is bullshit. Um, yeah. Like a Pete uh, Seeger thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting, like yeah, that 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 this became big in the '60s. Like it seems a bit early for this. In the early '60s too, not even in yeah, the like, yeah, like hippie '60s. Like, like this isn't far off from like bubblegum pop, Phil Spector ass shit. Like yeah, but think yep. about when the folk like moment is happening in the '60s. I guess yeah, this is big like Greenwich Village. Uh, yeah, like that's like that. Yeah, so that that's. Totally consistent with when all of this is popping. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. And everyone I just, like I just don't know praising, anything. You know, Seeger. Um, yeah, I mean, like I genuinely like think it's a fun little song. Like it's a silly song to me. It has you know a, a good overall message. It's you know yeah, it, it hammers at home, but uh, I dig it as you know. And but part of the reason why I also dig it is because like again, about once a year, I remember that the Mountain Goats and like you know Jenny Lewis. And all of these other people have these covers, and so yeah. I'll have that. That list sort of was night, insane. 
Yeah, it's it's very. We were asked to pick some artists around this era. You know? Yeah, I mean, some of the ones like I'm looking through some of the ones I'm seeing. You know, if there's any that stand out uh, that you didn't mention. I mean, also the fact that we're so taken with the ones that we like that we aren't really talking about the fact that Linkin Park did a version as well. I said Linkin, Linkin Park. Park. No, I, I know, but we aren't talking about it. It's, yeah. You just got to I mean, I do Park. try not to talk about Linkin Park. I'm very... You uh, still turn up. Belief. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. You're still working through it. Chester is, you know... Because was, Chester... Because because Chester yeah. Beddingfield was murdered by the deep state because he was going to reveal that Hillary Clinton eats babies. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, she sells weed to Kevin Nealon at the at the soccer. <laughs> yeah, game. so yeah, we go to the soccer game where Celia <laughs> talks about her fat child that she hates, and then Kevin. And then Nealon later is, in the finale, yeah. this it turns out that this child is, is trans, trans. Yeah, and the show really treats that with great respect and kindness, as as off as always <laughs> happens, as is always happens in 2012. Yeah, on Showtime. Right. <laughs> not uh, not a source of jokes at all. Uh, yeah, sells, sells Kevin Neal on some weed. Uh, her son, Shane, was that his name? Uh, yes. Is, like, getting picked Shane on. Shane and Silas. Yeah, getting picked so... on at the game. He gets injured. Wait, no, this starts... is Silas. No, this no, is Silas Shane. Silas the older one. Silas oh. is the older one, because... Oh, yeah, we did uh, see, we had an earlier scene where they're at their house. And you're right. Time. And the vibes are right. fucked. Right. They're asking what happened right. in the guest room. He wants to, uh, Shane wants to watch the bear hunting show. Because this episode is titled, uh, You Don't Mess With a Bear, because yeah. what makes you think that you can mess with strange. a bear? Uh, but at the soccer game, Shane gets injured and, like, licks his own wound, which is, and everyone's like, that's, that's weird. A thing a, that's and a thing a kid would do. It makes sense to do. Yeah, that is a thing a child would do. Uh, and then <laughs> Who here whatever. has licked their own blood within the last year? I don't think Me. I've done it within the last uh, year, but I've definitely. I mean, like done a big that, like, wound, like. But I mean, I've definitely. I feel like I've definitely gotten like a cut on oh, my on thumb. your finger, and you kind of yeah, yeah, your mouth. Yeah. Like I, that's what I was gonna say. Where I was like, I definitely have like sliced my finger while using like a knife in the kitchen and just gone like. Mm, that's like your first react. That's like your first reaction is just to be and like. I don't know why. Mm. What's yeah. so is there something the, in? It probably is just a healing yeah, reaction yeah, or whatever. Think, think about yeah, dogs and shit. Like it probably comes from like. Evolution, yeah. but no, I, I can definitely say like because I'm always slicing a finger uh, because I'm actually bad with knives. Uh, practice knife safety at home, kids. Cut away from yeah. yourself. Um, we have the mandatory Showtime series, uh, Mouthy Children. Uh, they get Ugh. Shane this, and this, this argument kid was get an so argument. brutal. I hated I, watching this. I hated <laughs> it. It was so brutal. Was like, this lipstick, one of your opinions? Lipstick face, blood sucking vampire boy. And then, you, uh, and then, because the kid has to be written by an adult, they're just like instead of instead of saying what an actual kid would do, they're like, "You really should just pick, or you should really just pick one of those insults and commit by dividing yourself. It's not really working." Yeah, it's like, fucking little Ben Shapiro ass kid. Yeah, that's just like yeah. none of your insults. Uh, I believe sense. you mean Whoppers Junior. Yeah, was it one of you? Was it me? Was it a podcast I listened to, and thus you wouldn't have this answer, which recently argued, and by recently I mean any time since the start of the pandemic, that they should just never be kid actors. It should just be adults, and we all accept that they're kids. <laughs> just dress yeah. them like a child, and yeah, <laughs> they can be on fine. their knees or something. Yeah, it's it's one of those where I'm like, I couldn't tell you who what said show, it. But what I, comedy did that recently? Is it ben just stuck? Is no, not Ben 15. Oh, were they all kids? Was Pen Fifteen uh, the one where there was just like a couple adults? It's with it's two yeah it's two adults playing middle schoolers with actual middle schoolers with actual middle schoolers. 
Did y'all notice her pager? Yes, of course. She I literally didn't. at one point pulls down and looks at her pager and she goes, ah, shit, I gotta go. Goku's uh, blowing up my pager. And then the yeah, kids are like, does, you know Goku? Say that. And she's she like, I do know that. Goku. Now please <laughs> stop sells, being He menaces. sells drugs to 10-year-olds. Goku's, Goku's little poems work pretty good, I am IMO. Thinking of Goku saying, but Piccolo, I sell drugs to the children in the community. <laughs> I sell drugs to the community. Yeah, uh, he sells drugs to 10-year-olds, which is fine. And then he's like, I won't sell drugs to Shane. You're also a hypocrite. You sell drugs to people. like Teens love to be calling care? adults hypocrites. That's the most adults accurately written be, thing. Adults love to be hypocrites, though. That's true, but it's just like... And when you're a teen, that matters so much. And when you're an adult, you're like... I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're then, a parent, then you're extremely tired. Yeah, that's where the, that's when you have the classic the world isn't fair uh, type argument. And sometimes you need to have that with the kid that you supply drugs for. So then Shane uh, goes and hides under a table that uh, Silas and his Vicky Valancourt looking ass girlfriend are laying <laughs> on. And... Uh, and they're like, oh, everybody uh, what just is her calls name? the mean uh, kid Quinn, a fuckwad. It's Quinn is her name in the show. I thought he, I thought she was gonna leave him when he was like excited about the hunting bear show. Like I thought she was actually like she made a know. joke that they're breaking up. I thought that was gonna be a real thing. It was like I, she's like, I'm I called a- that. I, I just on the topic of the two of them, I called that they would. So I called what was going to happen in the end, but I didn't call like specifically how it was going to happen. But I hate that this show at one point basically acts as if like a geos had been placed on two characters and they have to follow the literal wording. Oh, that made yeah. me so the, mad. Under, under your roof. Yeah. yeah so the, the subplot with the sun. When, when, with they the said, sun. when she said that, I was like, I wonder what loophole they're going to find here. But also, yeah. were they in the room when she said that? Yes. I didn't think they were. But, uh, or maybe, uh, maybe they weren't even, but they have the teddy bear. Uh, yeah, so the, the older son's subplot in the episode is that he and his girlfriend of three months are going to have sex. And because they're cool, edgy teens on a Showtime show, they outright ask Mary Louise Parker if it's okay if they have sex in her house. And she's just like, oh, buddy, I'm not getting paid enough to deal with all of these problems. And uh, uh, her the, the girlfriend of the son's mom is Celia, the horrible woman. So why uh, would you keep this woman around? Like, why would you interact with her? Any group of women has a friend that they all hate. That's but there was no group. Like, this, the, we yeah, didn't see no, a group. The PTA, whatever. I mean, you just you talk to the parents in your vicinity, or like to the other people with kids your age. Like, that's pretty. I can't imagine being cordial to this human being. It's hard to. It's it's. It'd be hard to do. She should leave. Yeah, she's a monster. I, I think she should leave. I think she should. But you know what? I I bet I bet by the end of the show, I bet that they have enough growth for this character that Celia can look back, and it's amazing that she doesn't appear in the finale and be like, "I used to be a real piece of shit." No, stop it! Stop. She's just slick back her hair. Slick back her hair. (laughs) The setup was there. Eat eat wet steaks. Sloppy steaks. (laughs) Sloppy steaks. Again, (laughs) what I've decided is that every like couple of weeks, I'm just going to change out which. which uh, reference you do? Which I think you should leave ske- uh, sketch. I so reference the most. You're not just saying that's my exact style. That's my exact style. Yeah. Well, admittedly, that that's the one that's very... most applicable to your life. But one of my biggest pet peeves in in real life and in edgy TV shows is where they imply that people who like 
uh, prostate simu- stimulation uh, are <laughs> at least part gay, uh, which is just so ridiculous. And also, they didn't do it in a very good way. And just not very nice. And the, sti- I, and the stigma. I, and the stigma. I, get Steven, women to stick their fingers in your butthole. Steven, it's a I nice have time. This in my notes. I have this in my notes. <laughs> Steven's gonna talk about the sex in this show. Just get a, go to a sex store, buy some lube, get somebody to shove a finger up your butthole. Feels real nice. Doesn't Move have to anything to do with your sexuality. Move Start to Philadelphia. Start a band. Get seven roommates. Find a woman to stick your finger up or uh, to stick her finger up your ass. So anyway, that 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 happens. Kevin Nealon's the one who brings that up, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he is. He's just yes, like... Yes, and he uses be- a, a very bad word. He, uh, so many so many words that we do not say as a culture. Uh, so many words... That, very Kevin Nealon, Yeah, Kevin Nealon could say this on a TV show. And now DaBaby will say one of these and everyone's like, drop his ass from a festival. Which is right. Yeah. Drop DaBaby's ass from a festival. Also, drop DaBaby. Motherfuckers rapping over back. Also, Blue drop Sin- the festival Sin- that's currently going yeah. on here right now. Is Lollapalooza <laughs> happening there right now? Yes. Travis oh. is coming to you live from Lollapalooza. I'm there. I'm surrounded by a bunch of 19-year-olds on Molly. They're here to see Tyler. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. 19-year-olds listen to Tyler. It's all guys. I was like going to say, doing, uh, doing Molly and seeing Tyler tonight. sounds like a good time to me. He's headlining tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that sounds rad. They're seeing Playboy but, Cardi. I think he's also they, there Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine doing, I mean, Molly and Tyler probably is great, but yeah, you're doing Molly and then Tyler is just like, what, what's the, what was the line? We're Tyler I, uh, the creator, you say, all the time. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, I had an awkward conversation with a bisexual girl who was trying to tell me that they could use that word, and I was like, I guess so, but, like, I just, you could no, just not. I, I'm not you here could to, just yeah, not. so you yeah. can't. Um, if you have to say, I can use that word, spoiler, you probably can't. Uh, I do that about anti-Semitic slurs all the time, but, you know, <laughs> so I do get it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad somebody, we have a. I'm glad we have a Jew on the podcast for the sec for the finale here. Like, there's so much going on. Travis, only in, in a sense, yes. So, anyways, um, it turns out that Goku's gay. Uh, we learn this while she is on the roof with the daughter with Quinn. Yeah, Quinn with Quinn talking about how they're ready. How like ah, you think you're ready to have sex? They're like you know they're they're eating like jelly beans. And spying on the neighbors. And she's like, oh, such and such has a new boy toy. Oh, my God. That's... I, I don't remember. Josh. Name. Josh. I was going to say that's Goku. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I we could refer to him as Goku the rest of the show. Yeah, I don't care. That's Goku. Oh, my but, God. So that's that, Goku. So that Goku's she, gay. So that she immediately runs down, barrels into his house, puts him in, like, not a headlock. The but guy has, opens like, the door. And she's like, it'll be his just dad. a minute. No. No, what? the guy that he's, he's not sleeping with. He's his dad, Stephen. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, the guy he's... That's not his dad? That's the guy he's sleeping with? It's his boy toy. His Stephen, what the fuck? It's an older man that he's Wait, sleeping with, and the guy's like, Stephen, he told me he was 23. How did you watch the finale, which is entirely hinging? Like, the B-plot is Goku making up with his dad, and not realize his dad was Kevin Nealon. 
I didn't realize that that character was the same character. That's what it was. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that that was Goku. I legitimately did not realize that, that was had, the same character. Yeah, at that point, he had really he'd become Super Saiyan, so it was I, hard I, to recognize. I've said this before, but I really love the way this podcast works, which is Travis and I, <laughs> who love to sit around and remember character actors, and Steven, a person who you can hold up two photos of the same person and will not think of them. He's like, those are, yeah, that's, uh, those are two different guys, right? Ooh. So that so she yeah, threatens uh, him. She puts him in an armbar, which, Mary Louise Parker, I'm free on Thursday if you would like to put me in an armbar. Let me know if you see this on Thursday, the day this podcast comes out, so that you can put me in an armbar. Travis is done with this bit, but buddy, it's just starting. Uh, oh, man. God, we didn't even talk about the fucking weird deaf girl shit that they do in this that ends up being really relevant. Yeah, they're talking about the deaf girl that's like the slut down the lane, and then... That gave a guy a blowjob. Oh, how scandalous. I know. But that is how it was, though. Like, when you were 15, or, you know, one person giving somebody else a blowjob was, like, news for a couple days. Right. Well, it's every single boy is seeking one. And then, it, but if one person, yeah, gave one ever, then, or one girl did, obviously the double standard is, you know, they're, they're now the town slut or whatever. It is funny uh, to think, like, when you are young and yeah, you learn someone gave a blowjob, that does change like the way you look at a person. I know. Like where you're like, dang, the person had a dick in their mouth. And then now as an adult, every couple you know, you're just assume has had their <laughs> mouth parts on each other's genitals. No, some dude. Um, um, some it's couples just a we fact know. Of have, life. Listen, I'm. I don't want to sound like some couples we know, but some couples we know have only aggressively handheld. That's true. Okay. So yeah, she threatens. Uh, she threatens multiple children. Uh, in this podcast, I mean, in this episode, she uh, she goes back to the family that was selling drugs because she walks. She comes home. Uh, her uh, uh, Shane decides to respond to the bullying he's been getting by filling a super soaker with paint and dropping out of a tree and shooting a child, uh, shooting the bully. Maybe Shane's the bully actually, but uh, shooting the kid with all of the paint with fruit punch. With uh, no, it, well, it's pink paint. It's but he shouts about the fruit punch. It's not fruit okay. punch. Um, fruit punch wouldn't stain clothing the way that it was paint. Um, and uh, as she goes to do the laundry, she comes home and finds um, uh, Silas and I want to say Quinn. Quinn. Rowan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brain decided her name was Quinn. Uh, Quinn. Finds Silas and Quinn in the uh, in, in bed together in the guest room, and she's like, "Great." You know, because she had previously told uh, Celia that they would not have sex under her roof. Uh, Celia was like, "You should take this teddy bear that has a camera in there." Uh, you know, and uh, like, Celia wasn't know, like, under my roof because there's yeah, a skylight and, and here. They, yes, they used the skylight. I thought they were gonna fuck on the sea on the on the roof because they'd earlier hung out on the roof, and I thought that was gonna be the workaround. That because again, sense. A witch, a witch put a curse on the two of them and was like, you can't have sex under this roof. And they're like, ah, you fool. We can have sex on top of the roof. The witch king of uh, Angmar was like, no roof can you <laughs> under sex be. And then they're like, we are under no roof. And then. So, so anyway, so anyway. 16 miles to the promised land. 
Yeah. And that's I the best. Promise you, I'm doing, I'm doing the best, best I, I, can. I can. That's the best part of this episode. It's also spoiler the best part of the finale when they drop with arms outstretched. Miles. And I'm like, man, the execution of all things by Rilo Kiley, great fucking album. I'm sorry. Uh, I got really deep in my feels because of how much that album means to me and that the fact that I, I was reminded of it. That album got me through one of the most depressed times of my life. Not a joke. Do uh, you want to make jokes about Rilo Kiley now? Yeah, I mean, she's a great actress. Um, Don't fool yourself into thinking <laughs> she's a great actress. I'm making a, a Riley oh, Keough joke. Oh, I thought you were making a reference <laughs> to the fact that Jenny Lewis was in The Wizard. No. I thought that's where I thought you were I do like Riley Keough. I don't know. I haven't, I've asked like 12 times, like, is Riley Kiley the kind of indie that I would like? And you guys are like, ah, I don't know. They got some I think you could jam. like the execution but of all things. The execution you know of all things is a perfect album. It's perfect. I, I recognize this song from like the first like a chord. chord. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I was just like, oh, is this just arms outstretched? Oh my God. And I was like, hell yeah. And then she cries to arms outstretched. And I was like, been there, girl. I have been there. Weep Although usually into my it's, arms, Mary Louise Parker. It's usually wall, either a better right. son or daughter, or potentially uh, all the good the the good that will come out of us, or you know, uh, God, any number of those tracks that are all perfect. Great album, and an album you came to later in life, right, Stephen? Yeah, I uh, that that album that album is is all the proof that I need that I can find an album that speaks to me in my adult life because it hadn't happened in like three years and then I was like how the fuck did I miss this and it, yeah I, I discovered that album in 2016 yeah I guess you didn't do what the rest of us had done which was listen to Silver Linings and be like Silver Linings is that what that album's called mm, no I that's think that's song. just a single that's just, that's a, just song. a single under the black light under the black Under light the black is the one light. I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, and you didn't uh, go backwards. It's weird. Uh, you know what? If you want me, you better speak up. I yeah, that's the that's the, uh, that's the the pilot of weeds. Uh, the energy is fucked, and I didn't like it, and I hated everyone other than Mary Louise Parker, who isn't playing a likable person, but is being played by Mary Louise Parker. God, she's so good. She's she a good rules. actress, and also she deserves the world. Yeah, she's not a good person, but she's like fine. In the show. Yeah, sorry, in the show. But she's like <laughs> fine. Like she's not she, she's like she seems like over her head and not like straight up bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, one might say Steven she's doing the best she can. All right, do we need a break or are we going straight or you know what we need to do is go it's to, reboot go corner. To bed. <laughs> oh no. This is going to yeah. be rebooted. Yes. Well, it maybe it kind of feels like it's in like trapped in like development hell. It was confirmed. Hell. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's development hell or if there was a COVID setback or whatever. But Mary Louise Parker signed on to do a reboot called Weeds Four Point Twenty for Stars. <laughs> Travis, that's definitely Weeds Four Point Two Zero. Whatever. <laughs> it's Four Twenty. I mean, that's the whole the whole bit. It doesn't matter how you pronounce it. It's. What it is, and it was good. It's gonna be on stars. 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 <laughs> A network we've never covered. I I can't Star. resist. I can't resist. Is that stars. Nemesis? It's Nemesis, yeah. Okay, I've not going, played those games. Yeah. That and was it's going to be that set, was a knee jerk reaction. Resident it's going Evil to be set 3. ten years after the the 
show, which I guess means it could just pick up where the show left off since it had a 10 year time jump. And that, that, yeah. and also the ages not line up. But the I actors, know. I don't know. Uh, some of them are back. Jenji Cohen, I think, is doing something with it, but not necessarily. But she's not running it. No one asked for this. Thought it was coming. Supposedly. Someone asked for it. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like how when Matt uh, sent us that video of David Duchovny's song, and one of the comments was like, I can imagine... Uh, whatever his character singing this to Karen, spring Californication back already. Like those type of people do exist, I suppose. And they want to be four point twenty. I hate that, but I would like Mary Louise Parker to get more checks. Yeah, it's just like I've really never, other than assassination, just James. I've never seen her in anything. I watched West Wing. I watched Angels in America, which I do deeply recommend. Actually, I think that's a really wonderful series. Uh, you know, you got Al Pacino. You got uh, the guy who's also in Weeds, uh, but he doesn't appear in this episode. But seems to be this one of the major supporting characters who plays her brother-in-law. Mm. I'm blanking on the actor's name. It's in my notes, but I also used to confuse her with Parker Posey a lot. Mary Louise Parker Posey is definitely a Twitter display name I would use, mm-hmm. or a T-shirt that I would buy from superyaki.com. As far would you say she's a better or worse actress with uh what about Mary convention to Je- Sarah Jessica Parker? Oh, uh, absolutely better than Sarah Jessica Parker. I, what about, I'm not a Sarah Jessica Parker hater, but what about Mary Louise Dreyfus? Would you wear that shirt? Uh, yes, That'd and be I would too hot of a person. To, I was gonna say, and I would also love if that person would uh, obliterate my head <laughs> as if I as if they were Gallagher and I was a watermelon. As you know, after the the ultimate, the ultimate cougar. Uh, So I want to take just like a really quick, like two minute break. Uh, And if you guys want to pod through it, feel free. I do, though, want you guys to weigh in on an issue that would uh, we could we have to tell we have to tell each other if we'd keep watching this show. Yeah, I want you to weigh in an issue of would you keep watching the show? My answer was no. The vibes are fucked. I didn't enjoy it other than Mary Louise Barker. I could just watch YouTube clips of her instead. Yeah, no, this show sucked. Absolutely but not. We've watched worse shows, but this was just pretty. This was not good. This was low parts key of among it were the boring. most unpleasant. Parts of it were boring. Parts of it were unpleasant. Parts of it were you know offensive. Yeah, it's a time think, capsule for sure. I was gonna say, I think that's why it's so unpleasant. Is it's just like there are so many words that are said where you're like, oh wow, I haven't heard somebody say that. Well, like, it just it just felt like it represented like I, like I'm just basically repeating myself from Californication, but just like it feels like the target audience for this kind of series was just like, yeah, like like you said, it's like, whoa, we're on premium cable. We can do this. It's so irreverent. And then by the end, especially when it's just like Evan Ewan has a cult now. It's like, OK, got it. The they show's just wacky. Ran out of fucking, ran yeah. out of fucking plots. Yeah. Yeah. Would not watch more. Uh, not happy with the amount I watched. Love Mary, love Mary Louise, always and forever. Let's roll into that finale. Yeah, let's roll into the finale. Titled, I have it here. It's time? Is yeah, it's just it's called? called It's Time. It's time. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's to time s- to let the old ways die. The theme song now has Takes a bunch of a stuff lot that... Takes to change okay. your mind. Takes a lot to try. Please, please do this no more. Wow, I guess Travis doesn't respect America's Sexiest Man, Jackson Maine. No, I don't. 
Uh, I bet Travis doesn't even know who Jackson Maine is. I, bet I know who Jackson know, Maine is. I bet he doesn't know just like he doesn't know. I know who about. wrote the songs to uh, the Witch King of Agmar. <laughs> is he in a Star Is Born? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was, that movie is that all, movie really different than what I thought it was about? It's, been, it's all worth it for the audio clip that I will forever have of me saying the Witch King Magmar and Travis going, "Is he in a Star Is Born?" Because that I could just give to people and be like, "Oh, so this is who you are." Like I, I should like, put that on a business I just really, card. I just really like the idea of the Witch King of Agmar being a person, <laughs> just like yeah, that guy. <laughs> In Travis's mind, he's like, sick, yeah, that's the front man. That's the name that the front man of the death metal group. Uh, give me one, Travis. Just give me Cor- a random corpse name. Pile or some shit. Yeah, sure. Corpsest. That's a They band. would call themselves Minus Morgul. What am I doing? Oh, that's of course. Probably that's already a band. Um, I, now Ian's making a uh, just wanted to get another look at you meme, but with the Witch King of Agmar in it. Uh this is imperceptible. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt just, that instead of editing this who one, Matt just for? needs to do a director's commentary throughout this whole podcast. All right. So, uh, in the theme song, we now get to see like stuff that happened over the course of the series, such as like when she moved to Mexico, and, like when she became a bigger time drug dealer, and then at some point went to Dearborn. We we start with a shot of old Sandwich Junior High School. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Wait, what? That is what Did it was called. I didn't, even I, think it. I didn't even think about it, but that is what it was called. Yeah, <laughs> it's an old Sandwich Junior High School. It's I, that it was. It's a junior old. Yeah, old Sandwich. No, like no, like Sandwich the location. Junior. It's nope, not old it's, Sandwich Junior. No, it's old Sandwich it Junior. Doesn't it's matter. not it's a high school name for old Sandwich that's Junior. That's like what LeBron would have called Trump in a tweet. Old Sandwich <laughs> Junior. <laughs> old Sandwich Junior High School. What? I, uh, yeah, that's the first thing I saw in this episode. Is like, the fuck's I going on? I completely missed that. <laughs> so right. There's another, so we're at another PTA meeting, uh, and this time they're talking about whether soccer, the soccer team should all be wearing that headgear that the kids who have a lot of concussions wear, uh, and professionals also, if they, they do have a head problem. Peter Check ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Peter Chech. Uh, and there's these two guys that are like, oh, she was married to that rabbi who like went off, fell off, went off a cliff, and she's an attractive single woman. You should... Try and make a move on her. Blah, blah, blah. You know, her wife's rich. Her husband, Larry Gopnik, was picked up by a tornado. He had had just gotten the call from the doctor. He had cancer. There he goes outside, picked up by a tornado, swept away. Leaves her with nothing. Completely destitute. As you know. So this is a husband that, to my understanding, she, like, never appeared on screen. I guess. I don't know. I really couldn't piece this shit together, especially because I didn't realize this was a time jump. I love that you watched this. I was like, her kid's the kid is You're like, too old, but maybe she had another past kid and we learned about that. But it doesn't really make sense for a woman. Often it's usually the male character who has a kid that people don't know about, but somehow she is in that. Four of weeds revealed that she had been in a coma for a year and when she was in the coma that's just I'm just describing the Kill Bill. Oh that. Oh just like you thought you lost the kid when you were in the coma. Turns out you didn't. This is your daughter. Anyway, yeah, so she... The show had, is fucked. 
She it's was strong. married to a rabbi who had adopted the son of a drug lord. Fuck uh, it, cut the cord. Damien Bashir. And Bashir? he's about to have Bashir? his bar Damien Bashir. And Bashir. he's about to have his bar mitzvah. And uh, they're, and they're he's talking like, about it. And he's mad about them freeing the headgear because uh, as as teens and as middle schoolers in 2022 oosh. are famously Don't. fond of saying now, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, look like a used, retard, is what he said. Oh, God, even you saying it. I yeah, like and then it's like you're gonna make me gay. Like, yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, maybe middle schoolers do talk like this. <laughs> I don't know, but most, don't based know. on Zoomers and my experience, what's no, the youngest? No. What's the youngest person you've talked to? Stephen and I have the same answer. You talked to a baby recently. We talked to it. I I did not talk to a baby. Talk I talked to a two year old. Okay, my not, my answer is not, also a two year old. So yeah, I did not have a conversation with a baby. I had a conversation yeah. with a two year old. My conversation with that baby was like, why are you staring directly at me? And then the baby kept staring. To and me, I was like, yo, always, you're freaking I've, me out. I've always maintained you're a baby until you're three. A toddler is just a subgenre of baby. Uh. The, incorrect. The... <laughs> Listen, the, I can't I can't criticize Travis because again, he and I both didn't know how old you are when you walk or talk. Yeah. The oldest young person I that I don't. ever talked to would be my cousin's daughter. She's pretty woke. How old is she? She's twelve or thirteen. Anyway, uh so yeah, her son, um Silas. Stevie. Uh Stevie, he's about Stevie to be is... he's about to be mitzvah and he's like, You're gonna make me gay uh as a as a joke. I guess, and they're like Mary Louise Parker. You're old now. Here's a one. Here's like a Sontag streak in your hair. Yeah, and yeah, buddy, it's cute. it is. It's getting. I am it's, turning into a cartoon wolf. It's when very, I see that. Her uh, assistant Daryl Sabera is like, you have a date coming up with this older man. Uh, she instead meets with a uh, guy with an extremely bad Southern accent. What are you uh, talking talk about, about? Their business interests, Travis. I had no problems with the fact that Fog Foghorn Leghorn appears. Yeah. And was just like I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. I own four to seven percent of this weed company here. Yeah, and they run a marijuana cafe now that Starbucks is buying. Wants to buy. He is talking to buy. so southern, and his name. Yeah. Huh, I worry about my home. Dixie. He should be dabbing himself with a handkerchief while he's talking. But, uh, <laughs> he walks in. He walks in. Mary Louise Parker's like, oh, it's you. And then he's like, find me a window seat because this wearing, flower he's, he's is wearing wilting. A, he's wearing an actual bib. <laughs> just, covered in, just covered in sauce from something he's been Bobby eating. Hill probably gumbo. In, Bobby Hill in New Orleans is among the funniest things that have ever happened in human <laughs> history. <laughs> and it should be respected as such. So, uh, Silas is now married and has a child with the deaf girl from the first episode. With, with, with blowjob girl. Ellie yeah. Kemper oh, herself. come on, guys. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> yeah. to use the language of the TV show. We don't have to use the language of the show. It's okay. This you just wanted, to, you wanted to make a joke about Ellie Kemper's uh, I did, career yeah. uh, I did. before she was famous. Uh, it's, oh, so he made a joke about her being yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the blowjob queen girl. or whatever. No. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's gonna, he's oh, gonna make yeah. it. He's gonna make it real dry for you. Anyway, like the humor of this show. Shane is now a cop with severe substance abuse issues and he a looks, mustache that is not it. He looks like <laughs> all three of the Lauren siblings matched together. If you follow me on that one, uh, I don't know. I can't think of who they are. But Joey, Matt, the other one, Boy Meets World. Oh, I never watched Boy Meets World. I was like, does Jennifer Lawrence have siblings? 
I'm surprised you went Jennifer, not Trevor first, because I was about to say not Trevor. Oh, Lawrence, yeah. He didn't look cool. anything like Trevor or his brother, who is just like art. His Trevor. cool brother. Yeah. His cool brother. I follow his brother on Instagram. It's BC Lawrence Art. It, it rules. I kind of want to buy a painting from them. They're very disturbing paintings. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's got a mustache. It's not great. Um, he looks awful. Yeah. And I'm glad that most of the show, most of this finale, is various people holding him aside, being like, you look like shit. You need to get Are you okay? Together. Like, it, I, 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 I know, you know, it's, it's, it's our positive male friendship. They say that positive male friendships do not exist in this society anymore, but I have these two right who's, here. Who's saying that? Lots of people online, everywhere. These men in the field that I've constructed out of straw. They say this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I know that if I got even like a tenth of the way to looking like this, one of you would say something. <laughs> no, we'd both, we'd both be saying things constantly. Like we'd, never, like we'd never stop saying things. Yeah, no, like if I, got, <laughs> if I got on the same football field as this look, you guys would be like, hey, oh. listen. Yeah, but you wouldn't take me seriously because you're like, Travis, you're always body shaming. You don't know how to dress. No. <laughs> and then you'd... <laughs> but I think in that moment, then you'd be like, listen, I know I but love like to do But like if Matt pulled you aside, you might... No, but I think even then you were like, no, it's not that. Like, are you good? And that's like, that's like what would happen. Like, because when I did the mustache before, it wasn't because I was like crying out. It was because I fucked up shaving. And even then you guys were like, look at this, look at this mime looking motherfucker. I mean, now you can just do it look like David Lowry. Anyway... Uh, How do you know that I'm not? I should. <laughs> what have I shaved? Because I'm so excited for the Green Knight. The Green Knight that I look uh, like David Lowry. God, yeah. What else happened in this episode? Kevin Nealon is a cult now. He's a famous guru. It's it's fucked. Um, somebody who's affiliated with this podcast might have at one point said, perhaps on this podcast, that they were like, "So wait, if I start a cult, it could just be a bunch of people having sex with me." And we were like, "That's all they are." No, 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 dude. That's not what you really want. And then that person was like, I don't know. It could be fun for a little bit. And we were like, I guess you're not wrong. I'm not going to do that, you guys. Like, no, that you're not. But you did it. float the idea. Yeah. Like, just casually. Just you were like, what if I started fun. a cult? Just having a bit of fun. And the thing is, is that we were all pretty much universally in agreement where it was like, yeah, it probably worked out for you. Yeah, it probably would. Uh, <laughs> things tend to. The there, I... The only things that was funny, that, I mean, and I, I want to burn through this whole cult plot line right now, because the only things I enjoyed from this were the Justin Chatwin reactions on being kidnapped. Yep. That was a good Especially bit. the second time. Yeah, oh, the second on. time where he's like, guys, come on! You know, because it's like, especially like, you know, because yeah, he, he wants to reconnect with his son, because uh, this whole, this show is about family. I don't know if you know this, Weeds? It's a people, not a place. Uh, so uh, uh, the the other bit that this that this episode had involving Josh that I kind of liked was uh, was the rearrangements of the words "big color one" of the pictures. Yes, yeah, that is also, like, but that is also extremely one green, your green one big. In, Extremely your sensibilities. Is, I, th- I think it's a good. I think it's a good. Here's bit. my painting. It's called Big One Blue. Yeah, here is my green painting, green big one, or whatever. And then everyone's like, "Oh, it's the big green one." And, and I bought big green one. He's like, "Oh, you bought green big one." Yeah, yeah. no, um, that's a good no. bit. Yes, yeah, he. Uh, it's uh, uh, Kevin Nealon doesn't do anything to earn the forgiveness of his son, other than say, "I want to have a relationship with you." Uh, he doesn't seem to make any. That's not true. He also says, "I sucked a dick once." Oh, that was my quote. And that was my quote, Travis. You took it. <laughs> 
That was the, it was just going to be I sucked in the closet. It was going to no, it was going to be it was going to be it's going to be this be Josh. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I sucked a dick once. <laughs> I wonder what uh, okay. Sorry. That's why you got to have a backup. I think he's moderately lying to Josh. I think he sucked his own dick. I think he in the years between, had uh, some ribs removed. So yeah, I was, gonna say, I was about to be say like, you remember in middle school, there was that rumor that Kevin Nealon had one of his ribs removed? So, <laughs> he sucks. He sucks so much. He's not funny. He's not good. He doesn't bring anything to the show that anyone else... Like, you could play a Kevin Nealon role. Is it zero. Kevin Nealon's fault, or is it that Doug is an awful character? Like, who's It's Kevin Nealon's fault because I've never seen Kevin Nealon do anything that's not this. Like the best he probably ever did was Weekend Update, and with minimal uh, with minimal preparation, you would be good at Weekend Update because you'd be as good as fucking Michael Che and Colin Jost, and they've had their ass in yeah, and they've had their ass in those chairs for years. Like people were funny on Weekend Update. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, going back to what I said earlier, like what is the comedy stylings of Kevin Yellen? Just being kind of a seemingly likable, just being your dad's friend. You know who should play this role instead? He wouldn't, because he'd be a nightmare. But would be awesome. And also did Weekend Update. Norm McDonald. Yes, and it's amazing. It's Norm. <laughs> could you imagine Norm? I could buy wait, him having wait. a cult much more easily. Absolutely. He does in real life, and I'm in it. But also, could you just imagine Norm being like, Goku, I mean, whatever your name is. I sucked a dick once. Like, Norm saying he sucked a dick once is already in my mind funnier because Norm would pick a ridiculous way to say, I sucked a dick once. Yeah. This is the new, this is the new feature we're adding to, as you know, how would you punch up this show? You're in charge. <laughs> it's always add Norm McDonald. <laughs> Travis, you're ruining the pit! <laughs> For every comedy, it's add Norm McDonald. For every drama, it's add Bill Camp. Those are the answers. I didn't know you were such a camp guy. Of course I'm a Bill Camp guy. You're such a camp you're such a campesino. Anyway, uh Kevin Nealon also- sucks, his bloodline sucks. Justin Chatwin is easily the best part of this, uh, because he tries a little bit. Kevin Nealon has never tried in his life because he's never needed to try. Yes. Uh, well, I wonder who he is in the Hotel Transylvania series, since he's in that that universe. I bet he is he's not the invisible man. Because I know that's David Spade. Life would be so drama. interesting if I was friends with Adam Sandler, you know? Yeah, you get to go on a cool vacation for two months could every you imagine, year. And hang could out you with all your friends uh, while your best friend gets to pretend to be married to a much hotter woman. He really is like, he does the best job for his group. It really is amazing. Steven, could you imagine if you had been put in like Kevin James's phone instead of Nick Kroll's phone? Oh How my different God, your life he would have called be? me. <laughs> Kevin James would have called you and you would have been like, I saw you a minute ago. <laughs> I'm standing right here. Yeah. I just wanted to get your name uh, your name in my phone, you know? Hey, I, I put your... Steven would have been the breakout character from Here Comes the Boom. I just uh, wanted to make sure that you had my number. Oh, cool. Thanks, Kevin. My number being Kevin James. <laughs> the King of Queens. Okay. Uh, other stuff that's going on Paul in this episode. Blart we himself. find out that... That Nancy's it's 2022. Weed is legal everywhere but the South. Uh, Andy, they have also I, it is established that they have universal health care, except in the South they invoke state rights. So I can only imagine that we are set in an alternate reality where Bernie Sanders did win the 2016 primary. 
perhaps. Uh, Andy, who I assume is Nancy's ex, uh, is now a shareholder in her business, but they're strange. No. Uh, that's literally Andy. what this plot. No, 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 no. On the ex. What is he? Andy, the one that she like yeah. reunites with in Christ. That's the brother-in-law. That's Judah's, Judah's dad. Brother. Or Ju- Judah's brother. That's okay. the uncle of the kids. That's why they're like, oh, it's it's literally their uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's who he plays. Okay. Uh, he he is a, as I said, my understanding of the show is that he is like the major adult sporting character. He just does not appear in the pilot. Yeah. But he like lives on the couch and helps with the business and all of this. Uh, and is the father figure to the kids. Yeah, and then Shane is in like this weird like ragtag gang of people with Natasha Leone and Michael Harney. Where is uh, two where future Orange Nat- the New Black stars? <coughs> where is Natasha Leone at this point? Is this like? This is right before. So Orange is the New Black is the next year, which is really, okay. I think, which also is well, she was, said, and she that's was sort in, of the revival of. Natasha yeah, because I was going to say she was in. Um, what's it fucking called? American Pie. Um, but I'm a cheerleader, isn't she? In I don't know. I don't really know much about her career before, or like I know she was in American Pie, and she had drug issues and had to have heart surgery, or what have you. Like has genuine like scars on her chest that were used in Orange is the New Black, and now she's like. Beloved uh, star of several Netflix series, Natasha Leone. Wait, you said Mary Louise Parker is in a relationship with Fred Armisen. Oh, I'm sorry, Leone. it's Natasha Leone with yeah. Fred Armisen. You're right. I was I looking at both now, their Wikipedias yes, earlier. I was going to say, wait a minute, what? But yeah, this is just before the Leonaissance, and then uh, Michael Harney she is, is in also a free multiple person is there. Multiple movies that do not have Wikipedia pages in between. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. But yeah, glad that she's her career is on, on the right track now. Yeah, she's Everyone, great. Um, she's, she's make got her a, uh, a uh, reboot Columbo and have her play Columbo. Sure. So they they show up at this weird at this event that's going on. I uh, feel like I also recognized the father. I guess Ma- the father, Michael Harney. I, uh, he's also in Orange is the New Black. He's also in True Detective season one. He is the uh, guy that they like. Uh, both of these were things I watched enough yeah. of to recognize him from that. Probably. Yes. Uh, Guillermo, who's this Mexican drug dealer type, tells Stevie the truth about who his father was, and which shakes him to his core. Um, Jonathan from Thirty Rock is there. Oh, also Michael Harney was on For All Mankind, which I binged in the, binged in the last two weeks. Okay. That is why I, he is in I my so brain. So familiar, yes. But yeah, I was like, like where did I see him? Uh, because I just watched a TV show. He was in. Uh, oh man, this guy is in so many TV shows. Do you have any comments yeah. on the representation of bar mitzvah? In <laughs> We're going to get to the well. <laughs> they don't go like this normally. Also, I've never been to the actual to a bar mitzvah with the actual like Torah portion reading. Anyway, I've only been this? to after parties. I was not mitzvahed. I did not go. To you were school. on the streets of New York. I, yes, I did. I was bageled, um, but not quite the same. Also, her and Andy have had sex. That is, I scrolled up a little bit. Uh, I mean that's fine. They specifically they had a passionate sexual encounter at the same spot where Judah had his heart attack. When uh, is that why they are estranged? I'm sure it's related. They're great. I'm gonna say that. So this is the most. Again, we're jumping around. They're they they you know they're they're estranged in some capacity. They reunite after the party. They talk. They cry. You know she cries at him. She's like, I want you back in my life. And he's basically like, people change, and. I love you, but I can't be around you. Um, and I liked—I genuinely did like the scene, and I was like, oh, these two are really great. And then I remembered, right, yes, 
these two are also both in Angels in America. They can be really great actors. They can rise to an occasion. Mary Louise Parker cries like nobody else. So I, I, I didn't really like the, this show much, but I thought that for a finale, sort of an idea of just like all of these important male figures in her life being her sons and, and, and Andy and even her brother to some degree uh, and her sort of just like one by one trying to get them to come back into her life yeah. and all of them being like, no, uh, is a good premise for an episode. Like it, it, I, it worked. I that agree on that in the abstract. I th- uh, but I think, but I think, yeah. it, I think, I think those individual scenes, except for the yeah, one every- with her weird mustachioed cop son, um, were I mean, were some yeah, the, of the, the strongest scene, parts of the of the episode. Absolutely, the two best scenes in the finale for me were when she asks Silas why his wife hates her. Yep, and when she asks Andy to just let her back into his life in any capacity. Um, it's just it's just this thing where it's just like it's also like. I felt this way after the pilot of I don't care about these characters and what happens to them. And then seeing immediately finale, which does so many one-to-one beats, like the bingo card is fucking like lit up on callbacks. Just yeah. having it then be like, yeah, the other characters in the show also don't care about the main character seem to be like, what on earth did you decide to, how did you decide to ground this show then? Because if everyone then comes to resent this person really quickly, then that feel or like you know or or throughout the the arc of this that feels like the thing where you're like, did you realize at a certain point that you'd made a deeply unlikable character and that like they kept fucking up, you know? Because it's it's just such a you know like a baffling thing. Like this 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 thing that we're describing, Stephen, almost worked better on its own and not as a conclusion of just like this person who has been abandoned by everyone else in their life for good reason, trying to get them back into their life. As the jumping off point for a story, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to judge without having seen the lead up. That's what we do. <laughs> I know. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Like if if I'm watching this and this is the resolution for a show, I would be really fucking annoyed. I I don't know. I I, I think it's I think it's cool. I I thought it was. I I mean maybe I was just grasping for something. Yeah. Something cool in this show that was generally a not in a tone that I enjoyed. Um, but I just, I just, every time it got to like the third time she, she desperately asked somebody to come back into her life. And for one reason or another, they said, no, I was like, Oh, this is an interesting, it's interesting at the very least, as opposed to a lot of the things about this show that were not. <laughs> I think it's also one of the things too, is it plays to her strength. I mean, I kind of joked and he said, she cries like no one else, but Mary Louise Parker does desperation pretty well. Yeah. I'm just like, I, and and part of it is, you know, I mean, we've we've made a lot of jokes and a lot of genuine statements about how I'm free on Thursday, Mary Louise Parker. If you listen to this, uh, but um, there's a certain sort I'm of gonna, like, I'm going to put you down. Actually, do it. Come come to Columbus and put my ass down. <laughs> I challenge you. I'll I will meet you at the flagpole. Uh, no, but um, there's something in her physicality that projects this like deep vulnerability that shines through in those moments. Yeah, it's good. Those were good scenes, but for the most part. It's a shame that then there's a scene where she looks at her weird cop son and his terrible mustache and is like, you need to go to rehab. 
And he's like, I'm going to get clean. She's like, you need to make bigger steps. You're just like, I don't understand what you want here. Also, he's an alcoholic detective. Like, nobody else in the family was just like, yeah, we're all rich as shit now. I don't know. Here, you're fine. What the fuck, guys? Oh, and they're like, he killed someone once. I bet they all killed someone once. It's a showtime Probably, show. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's a dark It's a dark comedy where they about drug dealing. I mean, it's it's tempting to like try and do the Breaking Bad comparisons with this, which I know people have done before, just as pre- on premise. Uh, and in a sense, that f- the finale is kind of weirdly similar, uh, or like to how that show's arc was, where it's like, oh yeah, everyone just like fucking hated this person by the end of it and did not want him in their lives in any way. Would really live if he just was gone. I think, and I think the thing then that, that stands kind of in contrast with all of this. Uh, I mean, do we have anything else that we really want to say about the synopsis? I mean, we've like, only talked about part one. Like, yeah, but like know, we've jumped around enough to be like, you know, we've. I mean, let me just we didn't talk about. Get, yeah, let me just run through really quickly here. So we have yeah, go through it. Yeah. Uh, so Doug has his cult members kidnap Goku. Uh, no, uh, I, I, no, well, I, I genuinely meant it when I said I want to burn through the Kevin Nealon plot and I don't want to. Yeah, talk about it okay. Uh, we covered that. The big it thing, sucked. the big thing, the, the climactic thing is at the bar mitzvah. Instead of reading a Torah portion, uh, Stevie then talks about how he like has basically just learned about his like bizarre mixed background that's really not Jewish at all, and uh, then is like, but, I'm not Jewish. I don't know what I. Even though like you're, if you're raised in the faith, like. I know there's also an ethic thing. It's very complicated. And then I mean, she addresses it later when she's like, no, you actually are Jewish. You have yeah. Address, yeah. And, uh, right. It's, just, but you know, it's not uncommon for kids who've gone through Hebrew school to be like, this sucks. I don't really believe it. Like, even though his reasoning is very different, like it is uncommon, obviously to not do your Torah portion. And that's instead speak about how like this is all bullshit and you're, this is a dog and pony show. And, uh, well, well, that's what you whatever. did at your bar mitzvah. Fa- yeah, famously. Um, this is what actually happens in the bar mitzvah to serious man. Um, and then there's also the this awful little gag where this, these two lesbians who have an adopted Chinese daughter named China are like, God, still Dude, Jewish, I'd even forgo- though I'd forgotten that. about that. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so then they still have the after party anyway. And again, she's wearing the jumpsuit uh, that. Phoebe Waller-Bridge around Fleabag, more or less, uh, which is a, a bold choice uh, you, for this event. Did you guys um, notice that there was a cutout of an anime girl in, at the bar mitzvah? Dude, I... No, I didn't. Stephen, Stephen <laughs> I paused, and I tried to identify the anime girl. What the hell I tried was to that? zoom in. They didn't mention her. It's just a cutout of an anime girl, like a, like a okay, life-size uh, round cutout. Table, round table, gun to your head. There has to be an anime girl at your bar mitzvah. Which anime girl do you pick? Tell me now. Both of you. Oh, I see. But gun to my head, I'd probably pick Asuka. But then, don't give it, Steven! I know, I know that's who you'd pick. But the problem is, I probably wouldn't go with Asuka because of there's some like weird. There's just some yep. weird energy mm-hmm. with NGE uh, and people who like it. You're the giving way that Travis they do. more time, which he respects and loves you for. So maybe I'd pick. Ah, uh, but I don't want to pick. Uh, you know, another one that jumps to my mind. Uh, we're just talking about waifus. When we rock bell, anyways. Travis, who's your answer? I can I only name, like, three anime girls based on, like, two animes. I love the... So, can, sure, it be, can it be uh, video game? Can it be video game girl? Oh, it if a video it's a video game, game girl, girl, it's uh, Sadie Adler. 
No, 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 but it has to be Japanese video game, bro. I'm sorry, it still has to be Japanese. I respect your Sadie Sadie, thing, and Sadie I Adler's a really good pick. That's like, a good answer. She fucking rules. Also, it's great to finally get the Travis who's never done the romance option in a video game being like, well, why can't why I romance it, why Sadie? Did, yeah, why did it not let yeah. me do that? Yeah, why does Travis having the universal experience I don't care about Mary. Every- Everyone else I know has played video games is just like, why can't, why is X not Kiss right now? We finally found the one. I mean, Sadie kicks ass. It's undeniable. Uh, Steven, if you include, this is a great moment. This is, this, so we agree, we, we, we are handshake on Asuka. Uh, but if we switch to anime, or if we switch to video games, we are, uh, we are pointing at each other and fighting because you say Tifa and I say Aerith. Oh, I was going to pick um, uh, Makoto. Oh, okay. That Matt's not here. We can do this. We are on. We are off the leash. Just say Dogs Misty, barking. Travis. Just say Misty. I mean, that's right. Misty. I was going to say for anime, but also she's like twelve. It's weird. That doesn't. That's that's listen. the whole thing with anime. You have to accept that she's not. It. She's it's, not twelve with a, with the soul of a four thousand year old. She's just twelve. Uh, let me. I'll pick a uh, Sophitia from Soul Calibur. There we go. See, you love fighting games. I say Travis loves fighting games. I just played Soul Calibur 2 a lot. Uh, anyway, getting back to weeds. Uh, that anime girl is in the background looming large. girl's background party. Nancy <laughs> so keeps there's trying. A dude, there's a dude that kind of looks like, like if you went to the store and you were like, can I get cable? And they were like, you mean cabal? And you're like, no, I mean cable. And they're like, I think you mean cabal. Knock off cable. Sure. I don't know what any of that is. Uh, Nancy really wants to see her granddaughter, uh, but the deaf girl whose name Megan uh, just really won't let her. Like, it's just she, essentially blowing her off. She hates her so much. Like, yeah, I know people who dislike in-laws. They at least put on a face when they're meeting those people. This one is just like they will let them hold their grandchild. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, you know, Nancy. Uh, talking to her and saying all of the things that she feels uh, she's she looking away yeah yeah so then she can back. she's like oh did you say something and then she's like oh i just you know i just wanted to hold the baby at some point but you're busy i love when somebody gets to confess their true feelings and then the other person goes huh what sorry i i have my airpods in yeah sorry, my permanent go my car um, aka being deaf <laughs> Uh, Nancy and Shane go to pick up the bar mitzvah cake from this bakery uh, in a great comedy scene where the cake doesn't have any writing on it and then they're like only charge you for it and then Shane is like I am is like I am the law and then yeah shoots the cake and then and then the 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 person working at the bakery is like you betrayed the law yeah and then she's like you're lucky I'm Russian because Genji gets a lot of mileage out of Russians are wacky um, she has some, she's of some Russian descent in her family. I'm sure that's related. Uh, uh, she's actually, so actually, uh, she is, uh, in charge of the Russian mob in, uh, uh, what is it? Brighton beach. That's, that's why she gets this mileage. She can say this because, you know, she was there, uh, you know, it running those deals, um, I I don't have any references to the Russian mob that are not Eastern Promises or John Wick, so wheels are off on this bit. I apologize to you, the listener. I know you expect better from me. 
she agrees to sell, give up her company and sell off her shares in it. Uh, selling, selling 51% of a company to Starbucks. It's 2022, and it's a weed company? Billions. The fact, like, when they first brought the deal, I was like, cool, I can't wait for her to be like, I'm not selling, and then at the end of the episode, be like, it's time for a change. And that's exactly how it plays out. Uh, Stevie thanks everyone for their contributions to his life. Oh, also, key detail, I don't know if we mentioned this, he wants to go to boarding school. Yeah. Since he can't play has anyone soccer. Has anyone ever really wanted to go to boarding school? Like, isn't that the thing that isn't that the thing that parents threaten their kids with? Yeah, I don't know. Travis and I kids were like that. But well, not many. Travis and I might be outstanding on this because we know some freaks who went to boarding schools. Right, very Worcester energy. Anyway, yeah, he really wants to go to boarding school, so she's like, "Cool, you can do that, right?" And then, well, she's like, "No, you're not leaving me alone. No, you're not leaving me alone." And then eventually, it's like. Fine, you can go to your lame boarding school in like Minnesota. I don't know where they live. I guess they're because they moved around a bunch. Because as they've shown, like they were in Detroit for everyone in the yeah. show is Dearborn. so rich. The the yeah. first the the end of this like where it's set feels like they're back in California. But when she's like taking the meeting, it felt like New York, and I don't know why. They live in Old Sandwich. Um, they live in the town, and by town I mean the no, city. They live in they Old live Sandwich Junior. You're, yep, they do live in Old Sandwich Junior. What if instead of new in front of states, we put a junior at the end? So it's Jersey Junior, Mexico, and York Junior, Mexico Junior, Mexico Junior. We're at the end of the show. They go in the. She goes out to the porch, and everyone and comes to a joint with her. Wait, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize. How do how do I know that they get to the end of the show? It's almost like in the end of the finale, they did something. Sixteen miles. To the promised land, and I promise you. Nobody got married or born. Uh, I do really like can. that Stephen is asking or is answering the question that I didn't know I had, which is, what would it sound like if 2010 era Titus Andronicus covered <laughs> with arms outstretched? Because you are doing a pitch perfect impression of the other guy from Theme from Cheers. Mm. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's the end of Weeds. It sucked. Yeah, not a good show, but, like, we've, I... we've definitely watched worse shows, but this was just a really a blah yeah, experience. pretty lame, yeah. It was very I, blah. Yeah, I thought I was going to enjoy the show, uh, just as a sort of, like, I, I, if you had asked me going into it, I thought I was going to enjoy the first episode and not the finale, because I would figure that, like, oh, the showtime effect would really hit. And I found both these episodes absolutely intolerable. They're from a very specific period where... Like, most things age poorly. Like, if you go back to, like, what we consider, you know, the, the, you know, the average piece of culture from any given era, like, which are like, oh, what's it like to live in that era? It ages poorly. But having been alive during this period and having been a teen during this period, it was one of those where I was like, oh, my God, did I talk like this? Fuck me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to anyone I knew during that period. But, yeah, um... I I uh, I did not enjoy it, but I have said enough about Mary Louise Parker and Stephen has threatened to put me six feet in the ground, so I will stop. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, the show's not good. Uh, it 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 didn't need to happen. Didn't do anything interesting. Uh, maybe it did in two thousand five, but look, 
stick her in better shows. Uh, she deserves better, um, though. Yeah, she I, probably got. A I lot could of probably, money out of I it. could probably deal. I could have probably. Well, no, there's been enough horniness on this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna Buddy, put, just I'm gonna you put wait. the horny ceiling on it. Just you wait. What do you? What do you have? I'm really worried about Ian's choices up? for next week. What are, what are you doing here? <laughs> 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 yes, Travis. Remember that it's my choice next week. I did too. I just didn't say it. Doesn't mean I didn't remember. Is this where I immediately pivot to uh, saying yeah, what it is? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. So, for for years, Travis has hounded me. And so Mary Louise Parker, uh, a woman, you know, older than me, um, that I'm deeply attracted to. And for years, Travis has hounded me about watching a TV show with a woman that is older than me that I'm definitely deeply attracted to. Travis is like, Ian, you'd love this show. Ian, you should check out this show. Ian, it's got your boy, Matthew Reese. This is sort of you're, you're ganking my own, my own pick. And Travis now is like, Ian's picking the Americans, but I'm not because I'm picking Felicity, which is the show that led <laughs> to Carrie Russell's prominence. Is who Matthew Reese also at Felicity? No, I'm just talking okay. about Carrie Russell. Okay. Uh, who here knows the least about Felicity? I know one thing about Felicity. So that means Steven, who knows nothing about Felicity, I imagine, right? I knew a girl in high school named Felicity. Oh, sorry. All right, I'm putting Felicity. 30 seconds on the clock, Stephen. Tell me everything you know about Felicity, starting in oh, boy. three, two, one, yeah. go. I don't know that I can even name the things that you told. I'm, I, I'm very high. Um, <laughs> Felicity is a show that the Americans spun off of. Um, I don't know anything about the Americans. If only. Uh, is that not right? Okay. Uh, somebody Ian's attracted to is in it, or at least in the Americans. Um, uh, it's probably about a woman uh, named Felicity. She's probably. Uh, All right, that's time. Join us next week as we talk about Felicity, the show that gave J.J. Abrams his start. Oh no. Oh, no. uh, yeah, the big reveal we'll learn is that the uh, the person Ian's really attracted to in Felicity is uh, uh, who's also in the Americans is Noah Emmerich. <laughs> Hal Emmerich. Uh, Noah Emmerich might be an Ian's boy, but it's Otacon? not somebody I find to be a cutie. Yeah, Otacon though, absolute <laughs> Ian cutie and Ian boy. Yes, uh, join us next week when we talk about Carrie Russell's star-making performance in the show that would lead to effectively The Force Awakens. Because it gives J.J. Abrams a start. Felicity. Thanks, as always, to our wonderful producer, Matt Isiani, who could not join us this week because, again, he was on assignment. He is currently selling drugs to children in the community. Shouts out to him for doing what he needs to do so that we can continue making this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, rate, review, follow, tell your friends. Only your cool friends because, again, it's Shut the Fuck Up Friday. So we expect you to be cool. And... Cool as always is Stephen Doughton, who's going to bring us home tonight. Ain't that right, Stephen? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> you can just say it again. Who gives a shit? No. No. One of your own kind, deal to your own kind. I'm putting the love in the glove. <laughs> Thank you, Goku. <laughs> <laughs>